welcome to the Dare to Move podcast. I'm your host, Garrett Wood. And as a mindset coach, pilot in training, and visionary for hire, I hope this podcast gives you insights that not only impact your business and your personal life, but thus the world for the better. Welcome back to the Dare to Move podcast. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, good middle of the night if you're listening to this when you can't sleep. It's not, I don't take the fact that you're here lightly because this is a pretty major title. I mean, this is no, unless you're listening to this out of curiosity because you're a coach trying to see if perhaps one of your clients needs to listen to this. Um, a lot of you may be here because you're like, wait a second, am I going through this? <laughs> and you need to just know that <clears throat> you're feeling normal. Now, candidly, I'm recording this because I'm literally going through one and I have been for a long time in many iterations, but this is the most intense ego death I have ever experienced. And there are some things that are making it a little less intense. Like there's some, there. it's not awful, right? I'm not coming to you saying that I'm in a rock bottom or anything like that. <clears throat> it's just a major shift. And we're going to bring in a lot of different elements to discuss ego death. I'm going to bring in a, gar- a goddess archetype that's worth mentioning. I'm going to bring in like the maiden mother crone cycle, <laughs> And I'm just going to talk to you generally about the ego and why this term, this experience of an ego death is even a thing, right? So to get started, um, one of my favorite, uh, what's the word, explanations of ego or one of the most enlightening things I ever read about the ego was actually in the book New Earth by Eckhart Tolle. So if you have it or you're curious about reading and learning more about the ego first, I would check out that book because um, he does a really great job about explaining that the ego is obviously something that makes us feel safe. It helps us understand our individual expression and and be able to answer the question, who am I? Um, it is like an earthly thing, right? It's it's a material thing. It's what can we touch and feel about ourselves. It's also characteristics and values. And it's a construct that we've created in the mind and that is created around us through others' minds. And now they interpret us. It doesn't have anything to do with your soul. So I just want to make that initial distinction. The interesting thing that Eckhart Tolle explains that really hit me was that one, an ego can be a healthy, positive thing. It's, it is necessary. Like The goal is not to be ego-less unless you, in your mind, think of an ego as like egoic in the negative sense of like being about ourselves or selfish. We're not talking about it from that lens. Uh, So it is important. It is necessary. It can be a very healthy thing. We have full sovereignty to choose our ego at any time. Um, And I'm not trying, we're going to talk about ego, ego death. I just feel like this is an important thing to disclaim. So we're all on the same page from where I'm coming from uh, and my interpretation of an ego. And then also he make he kind of explains that an ego thrives by lack. 
so the example I've given on this podcast, I'm not exactly sure which episode it was. I've probably said it multiple times, was this idea that like Tom Brady's ego is the reason he keeps playing. He <clears throat> He's kept playing more Super Bowls and not retiring because the ego wants to accomplish and achieve and be validated in what it thinks it is. So the, you know, pop singer needs the Grammy to validate the, the, the fact that they're a pop singer. And, you know, the part of Tom Brady that's yearning, I mean, he is like, un, I feel like he's like otherworldly. So maybe he's not the best example. But in theory, it's like what keeps him going is his ego's drive of I don't have another ring. I need another ring. So it's just a really interesting way to think about what drives us, what keeps us going. Uh, and also, just the fact that it's a construct. So if I decide that I am going to be, well, I'll give a real-time example. At one point, I was going to start calling myself a power lifter. <laughs> I was lifting heavy so often and getting stronger and stronger. Curiously, I wanted to start uh, seeing how strong I actually was and, and solidifying that as a part of who I am because my strength felt like such a part of myself that the egoic part, or not egoic, but the part of my ego that was in lack was, well, I should uh, compete. I should have this thing that says I actually am that. And I don't have that trophy or that validation, so I'm going to go compete in powerlifting so that I can say with integrity that I am a powerlifter. Like that's like an easy elementary example of what I'm talking about, but Ego survives with lack. It keeps us going uh, in whatever uh, thing we believe is important for us to self-identify. That being said, we change, right? We change. And very recently, I did a podcast on uh, the void and understanding of cycles of creation and destruction and what the cycle of life and creation is. And usually when we're having an ego death, well, not usually, when we're having an ego death, always, it's a form of destruction. We have to destruct what has been constructed in the past in order to have a blank slate or a void in order to then be rebuilt reorganized and you know scaffolded in a different way so the easiest way i think uh to look at a blatant example of this is a woman who is about to have a baby because you go from maiden which is more like sexual aggressive energy and flirting and fun and driven to find a partner most of the time uh, or driven to find career and make it and it's just this like youthful I just think sexy, fun, liberated, uh, chasey almost energy. And then to go into mother, like things have to fall away. Like quite literally, your body doesn't fit into your old clothes for a while, right? Like you can't wear the tight jeans. You can't wear the crop tops. Your boobs don't fit in anything. And it's this like destruction of who you were as you grow the baby. Then you have the baby. You go through the, you know... <sighs> I don't even know how to put it into words, but the like, it's not a rock bottom, but it's like this just confrontation of taking care of a human. You don't have time to remember who you used to be and you still don't fit into your clothes. And when you come up for air, you're like, mm, 
I don't really want to wear a crop top right now. Or I'm just giving a literal example. You might very well want to wear a crop top. And to be honest, I've worn crop tops since I had a baby. But my point is like, it's a different energy that you are now and you are now in a different archetype. And I personally believe that a lot of postpartum anxiety and depression comes from the lack of uh, awareness around what's actually happening to your being. You're being scaffolded and coded in a different way. <clears throat> and as Alexander was talking to me the other day, my coach, if you're new to this podcast, I have a spiritual life guide, coach, teacher, uh, and I talk about her often. She's like my sage. Um, she was talking the other day. She's like, motherhood runs on a different energy source than maiden. Like the maiden runs on the search and finding the partner and all of that stuff. And once you have all that, it's a different energy source that you're existing on. And so anyway, when we go through that and our identity changes, like I actually read something the other day that this woman who wanted to be a mother her entire life in the becoming of the mother, she was like, what the fuck? No, this isn't it. This isn't what I wanted. Wait, this is what I wanted. Like it was this whole like, oh shit moment. And that's also part of the ego death because her, she had created a construct around what she thought motherhood was and tried to just go right into that other uh, ego, but it was an ego she knew nothing about. She hadn't actually been in the experience of it yet to really be it, to even know what it was, to then know that she wanted it. And my point is we have to go through destruction. We have to go through the void and the liminal space for the new to rise up and be born in a new form of creation. This happens, by the way, if you are ending an old business and starting a new one, ending an old relationship and need to start a new one. There has to be those different phases. And by the way, destruction is fucking awful. I'm cussing a lot today because I'm so, I cuss when I'm passionate. Um, destruction is like, what is going on? Like things are, things get... The universe will literally move things out of your life that you're not necessarily in your mind ready for or that you're in fear around. Like, you know, the person who gets fired before they quit the job, the person who gets broken up with before they have the courage to break up with the person, um, you know, the opportunity just completely falls away that they were excited about and leaning on, the money gets pulled away of a contract they thought was a done deal, things like that. Destruction happens either uh, for us or through us. So sometimes our higher self, this is actually in a soul contract way. I was talking about this the other day. You know, our higher self will actually sometimes be guiding us and we show up in ways that are not who we really are. And it's trippy. Like, I don't know, um, not showing up to something that you would, of course, like logically, of course I'd be there, but like something happens where you can't show up. And then all of a sudden you're like, your the experience you're in then gets ripped away from you because you're you weren't there but like you're like that's so weird though because I, I logically wanted it and if, I, I should have been there why wasn't I there but it's like your higher self like completely orchestrated that or the universe or God or whatever so there is this really potent phase of destruction so I want to start with like destruction um and again, I, I'm using a lot of external things because the ego is what we've constructed around us. It's the box that we live in. And I want to make that really clear because often on this podcast, I talk about internal equals external and our internal landscape is external. So sometimes our internal, like our subconscious is actually ready and we're not ready or we, our higher self internal guidance is like, no, it's time. And our ego can't even see that. 
Uh, and that's why we show up differently. The universe pulls things out of our way. Uh, we lose the job or, or we consciously just fuck shit up. Again, I'm using all these cuss words today. Man, what's gotten into me? Um, but you get what I'm saying, right? Like we sabotage relationships. And, and by the way, sometimes we do that because our inner child is unhappy because we haven't been honoring our inner child. So our inner child could be the thing that's messing it up. And I mean, what I mean by that is like we act out in a way that like we're not proud of. But that action, by the way, destroys something <laughs> because it is actually for us. So I don't know if I need to say it again, but I will. Ego death is a, begins in the phase of the creations, the life cycle of destruction. And then you arrive at this void, like, who am I without this job? Oh my God, what is it? What does it really mean to be unemployed? Or, wow, I can't fit into any of my old clothes, but my pregnancy clothes are too big and I'm nap trapped on a bed. Who the hell am I, right? Like, I'm not working. There's this void of like, it's just like, what is happening? Okay, so lots and lots of confusion. Now, I must say, about a week and a half ago, I was like, oh my God, I'm having an ego death. This is what is happening. And I literally Googled ego death. And the first like seven minute YouTube video that I found confirmed everything that I was experiencing. And I don't remember how they said it or what they said, but it was all the things that I was experiencing. So, you know, feel free to Google ego death too if you want more on this because there's a lot of content out there on it. So you have this level of confusion. And for me, and I think for a lot of people, because I've witnessed this in my clients too, you start to really see the uncertainty. Like you wake up to the fact that like nothing's ever certain anyway. Um, this sounds, by the way, a lot like a spiritual awakening. Um, in my experience, you can have a spiritual awakening and keep the same ego to a degree. You just can like reorient yourself in your ego and some some things fall away and some things shift and change and it's more of an alchemic process um when we talk about just ego it's like out with the old in with the new completely different um and that distinction is is in my mind it's really clear but they also can simultaneously occur uh if that makes sense they can be different or they can occur at the same time for today's purposes we're just talking about an ego death which could happen after spiritual awakening, it could happen before spiritual awakening, and so on. So you're starting to really see uncertainty, and you're realizing that the the certainty you thought you had was based on the safety you felt because of the ego you used to have you used to use that made you feel safe. So that old ego was destructed. Maybe you dyed your hair black, and you're like, "Wow, that people don't see me as the blonde. Wow, this is different." And you don't know how people are going to uh, interpret you. I'm using a really easy example, obviously. But imagine that, right? Like imagine whatever your hair color is right now, you walk in places and you know how people see you because you're used to it. You're used to being seen as a blonde or a brunette or a redhead. And all of a sudden, that color changes and now you're not really sure how people are going to interpret you. And now all of a sudden, you're experiencing an awareness around uncertainty that, by the way, was always there. You just felt so used to same old, same old safety of the knowingness because of whatever your ego told you that you're like, whoa, life is actually pretty uncertain. And, and in that new awareness of uncertainty, by the way, 
as much as there's also confusion going on, because I already said that, there's something about it where you're like, oh. And my friend Sarah, I also drop her name a lot on this podcast because she's a fellow journey woman. I love her so much. Uh, she said to me during the solar eclipse, she's like, I have no idea what the future holds and I'm really excited about it. Like we have the new awareness around uncertainty and it's okay this time because the ego, when it has a really tight grip, doesn't even want to look at the fact that uncertainty is real and the fact that it could be real is scary to the ego because the ego likes certainty and safety because that's what it's designed to do for us, right? So we have a new awareness around uncertainty. We're actually feeling okay about it. It's not like a rock bottom. And we start to embrace, and by the way, these are phases, right? Destruction's its own phase. Confusion's its own phase. Uh, this new awareness around uncertainty is its own phase. They're not necessarily in a perfect, I mean, destruction has to come first, in my opinion, um, but everyone's going to experience these steps maybe in their own unique order. Um, but as we begin to see that uncertainty and almost embrace it, like, okay, this is okay, like it's not the end of the world, we embrace it as a vessel. That's what came through to me. I literally wrote down, embrace the uncertainty as a vessel, like, okay, I am no longer the blonde-haired, blue-eyed. Well, I don't know if you could change your eye color, but I'm no longer the blonde. I'm no longer the powerlifter. I'm no longer the maiden, whatever it is. I'm no longer the employee at that company. Whoa, life is really uncertain. And I'm going to sit in the nothingness as a vessel to see what comes through. Because, you know, thy will over my will. Like, let, let go and let God. There's all these sayings about it, but like really allowing for what's supposed to come through to come through without trying to control it or create it with the mind, which is also where the ego lives, right? So in the experience of that uncertainty, of the confusion, this middle voidish space, it can feel like being lost. Like I had a moment maybe two or three weeks ago on a call with Alexandra where I was like, I'm so lost. Like I was just, I felt like I was in a maze and I didn't even know which way was up or down or left or right. And she was like, well, good. If you weren't lost, you wouldn't be on the right path because this is part of it. We have to get so disoriented in order to get re, well, she didn't say that, but I'm saying now, you have to get disoriented to get reoriented is what I learned in my process of getting so damn lost. And it can get midlife crisis-y. Like you might be 22 and go through this. You might be 72 and be going through this, but we all have this general understanding in our culture of like what a midlife crisis is, right? And it's like when you do something that's just like completely out of the blue or unorthodox or not in line with your normal ego, right? And like for me, I was like, should I dye my hair brown? <laughs> and my friend Audrey was like, we were joking about it. And I was like, it's not that I really want to. And she's like, yes, but we both get that the thought alone was concerning because like, I don't want brown hair. It's just like, that's where I was at, all right? So the other, Matt, this is just a personal share, but the other thing that I said to myself in the process of my ego death uh, very recently that I'm still going through, by the way, was um, I literally said to Jeff, I don't know what I'm good at. Like, I literally don't even know what I'm good at anymore. Am I good at anything? Like, it's like this stripping away of these things that like made us feel like ourselves. Like, you know, think about somebody who walks into a room and says, hi, I'm so-and-so. I'm good at cooking. I am really good at making travel plans. I'm a really good friend. I am. It's the I that we think we are. And the I that we think we are makes us feel safe. 
but it also creates limits on us. So if the I that you think you are is for me, I'm really bad at tech is something I said. Well, now that's keeping me confined in that I'm bad at tech, right? Now I've put conditionality on my life. So there, you can see how having an ego death can actually be the best metamorphosis that you need because if I am a caterpillar, right? Caterpillars can't fly. <laughs> Butterflies can. So they have to go through that metamorphosis in order to get out on the other side into a new uh, potentiality. So you might have a moment where you don't know what you're good at. And I definitely had that. And sometimes friendships stop resonating. It doesn't mean that they're not your friend forever. Just mean like you might not want to talk to somebody because maybe you have a really strong connection with someone that was based in your old ego. So uh, I I can't think of, I'm not, this isn't a real example. I'm just making it up, but because I was kind of a lone wolf in the gym. But like, let's say that I had a really good friend that all we did was talk about powerlifting and our friendship was based in powerlifting and I was having a death around not powerlifting anymore and not wanting to go to the gym and not wanting to be a part of that culture or whatever. I'm just, again, making this up. I might not want to see her for a little bit. I might not want to talk about it. I might not want to be present to that arena of my life. Um, and again, it doesn't mean that your friendships are going to go away forever. It doesn't mean you're necessarily going to lose friends. You can. Some friends might dump you, by the way. It is, and that, if there is a breaking up with a friend or something, that's sometimes more in the destruction. Um, and that could be more about like spiritual awakenings and energetic shifts and all of that. But what I'm talking about with just specifically with an ego death is just a like general awareness around like, you know what, that doesn't really resonate with me anymore. It could be friends, it could be TV shows, it could be books, it could be activities that you're just like, mm, you know what, like for me, I was like, nah, I don't really want to power lift anymore. So you got my vibe. Uh, it is a butterfly transformation. It is, I mean, and again, motherhood is the only other massive example I can point to where it's like one day you're, uh, you know, whatever size you are, fit, healthy person. And then over a 10 month period, all of a sudden you're, for me, 50 pounds heavier with a giant belly, a different shape of your body. You can't even sleep the same way. I mean, it is like the for me, it's like so parallel to the cocoon. And then all of a sudden, you've created new life. You're now a mother. And mothers have their own neural networking that literally happens to the brain while you're pregnant, which is, to me, the equivalent of getting wings. Your boobs can produce milk. I mean, it is a whole metamorphosis. And then what's trippy is after that, maybe you're done breastfeeding. Maybe you lost the baby weight. Maybe your kid's five now. But like, now who are you? You're, you're still a mother. And your body is maybe the same size it was, but it feels totally different. So it is an ego death is complete shift of reality um, or complete reorientation within the same reality. So some you might literally want to change the furniture in your house. You might want to paint the exterior of your house. I mean, we end up shifting things in our reality to be in greater resonance with who we now are deciding we are. Because obviously the next phase of this is like, we can consciously create a new ego or allow that new kind of archetype rise within us and design the ego based on that new archetype that we've really embodied now. So the mother or the CEO or the 
a better leader of a CEO. Maybe your title didn't change, you're still a CEO, but the way you orient yourself within that position is completely different. And that version of you, I don't know, does town hall meetings or goes to lunch with your employees once a week. Or you know what I'm saying? Like it's it's just the you that you think you are is now defined much differently. And that's okay and it can be consciously created. But in my experience, um, when we're using our conscious mind, um, we are, it's more of a shift of an ego that's similar than a complete death um, of an ego. An ego death sometimes feels more like it's happening to us than we're doing it. Uh, so for instance, I might change my hair and just be like, that's going to give me more power and stability for this thing I'm already doing and like just a small change. But what we've kind of walked through so far here is like destruction starts happening and you might unconsciously be doing it because you're being guided by higher guidance to fuck shit up because it needs to come down because it's not for your soul's highest growth. Uh, the universe can pull stuff out of your path and then the ego death ensues. Um, things, yeah, it, it's really more like I didn't plan to have an ego death. Let's put it that way. Um, it just was like, holy shit, what is happening? Who am I? You'll really be asking that question. And um, on one of the YouTube videos I saw, it was like, don't worry, it's happening to you because you're about to expand into something greater. And the old I that you thought you were, the like you that you thought you were, the I that I think I am, is not the best suited for the job. Um, and think about it this way, like we all have vast experience, right? And it's sometimes hard to pick one job title or description. Like I'm a marketing expert or I'm a podcast host. Like for me, I'm like, I could tell, say I'm an author, I could say I, I'm a podcaster, I could say I'm a coach, I could say I'm a consultant, I could say I'm a CEO. And those different labels communicate differently. And it's hard to really boil ourselves down to that. And if I were to just rely on podcast host, you know, X mantra may not think I'm a best, best equipped to be their CEO. Does that make sense? So when we have an ego death, it's releasing us of the attachment to the I that we thought we were so that we can embrace a new one to be better equipped to serve in a different and new way. Um, I wrote down, it's not only a loosening of the grip that you think you have, it's a full on let go. Like it's a let go. It's not a, I think I'm only going to power lift twice this week instead of three times. It's like, I'm not going to go to the gym. Like it's radical. Um, it's like, I am done, done with this, no matter how painful it is or no matter how easy it is. It's just like, a, I'm letting go of this. And, and, and it has to happen sometimes to create more space for the new to come in. Like if I am like, no one will love me if I am not a size zero bodybuilder or something. Well, now I, I mean, being a bodybuilder is a very big commitment, right? And do I need to identify with that for my next phase of life? Like maybe not. So I didn't mention this archetype, but there is an archetype around the destruction phase. And the name is, her name is Kali. And she is the, you know, goddess of destruction. And 
I read in my goddess deck that it was, she's as subtle as a sledgehammer. Like you can't, you feel it when she's here. She comes in to destruct everything in your life, especially when your masculine energy is out of balance with your feminine and vice versa. So another kind of reason that the ego death could happen. And, you know, if you believe in, you know, archetypes or goddess archetypes or goddesses, whatever, sorry for the background beep. Um, you may experience an ego death when something in your life is just completely out of balance. Um, it's not serving you anymore. And so if I were to say anything about an ego death, it's that, you know, they're always for us. I mean, think about it. A caterpillar now gets to fly as, as they become a butterfly. They're identifying as a butterfly now, not a caterpillar. And each phase is really important. And so if you feel lost right now, whether it's on just one decision or with the existential question of like, who am I? Like, be with that. Kali has come in to destruct and like, fuck shit up so that you can be a blank canvas for whatever is supposed to arise. If you can just be blank and be the vessel, you'd be surprised at the guidance you receive. And as you receive the guidance, then you can create an ego consciously, unconsciously, with guidance, however you want to feel into that, from a blank slate. Because it kind of all has to be destructed. Um, and it's not perfect as far as like step one, two, three. Like for me, I have felt some things be destructed and I'm still here podcasting, right? That's still here. Um and I guess it's a good time to say that, like, I don't know how much longer I'm going to do this podcast. I love it so much. And it might not, it might need to have its own void for a minute in order to then be recreated, whether that's through X Mantra with new branding. I haven't updated my photo in so long, actually, ever. Um, and so, yeah, like, this may need to be part of my destruction. Um, as my eventually coaching. I mean, I'm still coaching a few clients, but as I make space for X Mantra, I have a very light client load. And Crossroads of Fitness feels like it's not resonating anymore as like a business name. So, you know, it's just I'm in the I'm in the midst of it. And that's my full transparency of like, yeah, I am completely in a shift right now. And energetically I need to be because uh, as Jeff said last night, he's like, CEOs don't get made overnight. Like if I'm going to be running a big tech company in the mental health space, like I have to go through this. Like I have to go through that. I don't know what I'm doing or how do I do this or what's the next step or who's guiding me. I mean, it's, it's all part of the process. And if you're experiencing that with motherhood or you're experiencing that with friendships or job titles, or maybe you're newly divorced, maybe you want to get a divorce. I mean, maybe you filed, but you're not officially divorced, right? There's destruction, there's void, there's creation. And that's kind of why I've set up a lot of our conversations. And I didn't even realize I was doing it, but I was doing it to get to this point. And um, I'm always surprised at how attached we all can be to our egos. And that's why like now when I see someone who dyes their hair a completely different color or quits their job and goes on a spiritual retreat, like, or when you see that, like, or like, look at eat, pray, love, like those radical heroes journeys, they are so, it takes so much courage to do it. 
because it is, again, like I, my, my last step here on my bullet pointed list of what I wanted to cover is like, you have to completely let go and surrender. You know, like at some point our inner child, our self decided that it felt safer to say that I'm a really good cook or it felt safe to say that I'm really fit or it felt safe to say that I'm an A plus student or I'm a go getter or I am, you know, all the I am's. And if you've done any type of neural networking or subconscious reprogramming or any of that, you know how important the I am statement is. But because it does create our ego, but our ego is sort of a lot of times dictating the I am's. So if you can let the destruction happen and be in the void and then sit with the I am's on a soul level, then perhaps a new, more supportive ego can be created from that place versus, well, I'm a CEO, so I must be strong or I must be smart or I must be, you know, I must be a good person because I am fit or I am a churchgoer or whatever, right? So if you take anything from this episode, even if you're like, okay, well, I don't think I'm going through an ego death. I don't really feel lost. I'm not that confused, but I am contemplating the question, who am I? Just remember that it is a process and it would be really good to look at who you think you are because who we think we are, keyword think, meaning from the brain, from our mind, who we think we are in our mind is not necessarily who we are. Our soul is who we are. And our ego is the construct that helps us identify in this world and we can always change it. And part of why it's so scary to do the let go is because we're f- afraid we're not lovable if we um, are not in that specific ego, right? Like, well, everyone loves my blonde hair. Everyone like thinks it's cool that I power lift. And what if I'm not accepted as a non-power lifter, right? Like these are easy examples, but you get the point. So when we have fierce, radical self-love, and feel a deep level of empowerment sometimes the ego death comes after that because we're like you know what i don't necessarily need you to feel whole anymore right like i felt like a micro ego death when i took my extensions out in uh november 2019 because i was like i'm so used to having this like long hair and it was so part of like how i wanted to show up and it was like weird for me to have short hair and i know that sounds crazy but it was a micro ego death like i had overly identified with that i was attached to that i was able to let go and realize like who the hell cares and how is that limiting me so again look at your i am's who do you think you are how do you identify at a dinner party what do you tell people about yourself is that limiting you in any way if you're going through an ego death take your time that is the biggest like you can't rush this process it is happening for you and through you and there's no timeline and you know i'll be back with how mine's unfolding but felt really important to share that i hope this lands for you send it to a friend if you feel like they might be going through it or you want to share with them kind of more about where you're coming from um, maybe that could help Um, Again, we are running a beautiful retreat this fall um, that I would love. I just think it would be so cool for some of you who have been listening to this for a long time to really be with you in person. Um, Meg Gerber, one of the co-hosts, has been on this podcast before, so you've listened to her. Um, And Dr. Ali Duffy is an incredible physical therapist who 
has a successful Pilates business and we will be doing really, really amazing Pilates work on the retreat. We'll be doing uh, conscious eating. We will be having like spiritual, sacred journaling, meditation, sound healing, all the things. So um, email me uh, if you are interested in being there. I actually put a discount code. You guys can just type my name in all caps uh, for 10% off if you are uh, wanting to access that. And the link is in the show notes. So thanks so much for being here. Send you guys so much love. And as always, dare to move.